You're listening to a message from Grace Church of North Brunswick, where people are empowered, impacted, and enriched through the good news of the gospel. To learn more about Grace Church, visit our website at gracechurchnv.com. And now we hope that you enjoy this message. Father, if anyone came in here today not knowing Jesus Christ, like the many that have come before, we pray they give their heart to you today. Lord, if anyone came in here today oppressed, depressed, lonely, in a broken relationship, we pray that you would fill their heart with joy. If anyone came in here sick in their body or facing a, a financial mountain, we pray you would heal them and remove the mountain in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, speak through me today, as I know you will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Wow, we had a great morning today. We are on a Daniel fast, which means we're eating only the things that we really enjoy in life, like vegetables and fruit, beans, hummus, all these other things. But I got to tell you, I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. I was so prepared this year. And as I preached last week about the runner's high, how many of you are runners? You know what I'm talking about. When you run, you get to a place. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because I've never been to that place. But you're running. <laughs> you're running and running and running. That's how they run long distances. They get to a place where it's like they're not even running anymore. How many of you have ever experienced that runner's high and know what I'm talking about? Amen. You can preach to me about it later. Actually, I did one time. It was when I first met my wife, and it was like our third date, and she said, let's go running, you know, and I'm athletic, you know. I play football and basketball. I think, you know, hey. So, so we went to Johnson Park over there in Rutgers, and she said, all right, we're going to take a little run. So I'm thinking once around the track, maybe from here to that hut over there, you know? And she goes, no, we're going to do that whole circuit. And I go, how long is that? And she goes, 5K. And I'm like, to me, 5K means five miles, all right? I don't know what the K means. So we're running and running. And of course, this is our third date. So there's no way I'm letting this chick beat me. So at the, at, you know, around the one and a half K mark, I just said, I'll see you later. And I kept running and running. And by the time I was done, I went and threw up in the back. That was my runner's high. But, <laughs> but um, praise God. Is everybody doing good? Hallelujah. Like I was saying, this year, you know, as I'm fasting, I feel great. You know, early on, you might be a little tired. But by the seventh day, the eighth day, the ninth day, the tenth day, you're just like, you're just hearing the Holy Spirit like never before. You're having dreams and, and God is speaking to you, and different things are happening, and it's wonderful. And listen, you don't have to do the Daniel fast. This is not like Saul when he put a bad oath on the people, okay? <laughs> but we declare the fast to help. Amen? If you're pregnant, don't fast, okay? If you're pregnant, eat all the food and let your husband fast, amen? But um, we're not doing this as like you got to do it, but it's a blessing. Like my old pastor used to say, we get to. We get to fast. Amen? We're not fasting to look spiritual or to obey a rule or to be worthy before God. Isaiah 58, 6 says this. It says, is this not the fast that I have chosen? Let me just remind everybody here of one thing. Fasting is God's idea. I didn't wake up one day and say, hey, let's not eat for a couple days. Isn't that a great idea? It was God's idea to loose the bonds of wickedness. How many would like to see that happen? 
or to undo heavy burdens. How many times do we carry too much? Or to let the oppressed go free? Or how about to break not one or two yokes, but every yoke on your life? You think fasting is a good idea? And you can fast Facebook. You can fast TV. You can fast football. Oh, God, please don't make me do that. You can fast food. <laughs> well, the Giants are out, so it would be easier now. But, you know, fasting, you know, whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to fast, we are doing uh, a public fast. We don't fast to look good or to be religious. We fast for change, for breakthrough, for healing. We want to change something in the spirit. Because fasting is a spiritual weapon. <laughs> Amen. And fasting, just like prayer, just like worship, just like going to the adult Sunday school or going to a home group or the kids downstairs right now who are being taught the word, fasting builds our faith. How many of you here would like to have your faith built up? Honestly. Amen. Faith, building our faith. It is a spiritual thing we do for breakthrough and change, and it happens every year. Uh, you could be fasting this year for a spouse. There was a young lady in our first service, and last year, she, during the fast, I was praying over her, and I said, this year is the year. Six months later, she was engaged because of the fast. God will do great. Don't you just want to fast for a spouse? Amen. Hallelujah. I'll get too excited here. It moves things in the spirit. Why? Because 2 Corinthians 10, 4 says this. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Say they're not carnal. But they're mighty in God. Say mighty in God. Amen. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not of the flesh. You know, we many times, we think our war is against people. When Peter interrupted Jesus, he didn't say, get away from me, Peter. He said, get behind me, Satan, because it was the spirit behind what Peter was doing. How many of you know that spirits work through people? How many of you know that spirits work through you because you're a people? And sometimes we don't even know it. So the weapons of our warfare are not against flesh and blood. They're not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Fasting will break things in your life that need to be broken. And how many of you know, here know that there are some things in your life that need to be broken off, whether it be fear or doubt or unbelief or regret or unforgiveness or offense? Woulda, coulda, shoulda, I call it. Listen, it's never too early and it's never too late to do it God's way. You could start fasting right now. How about fasting for the next hour and a half? But understand this, if you're even thinking about a cheeseburger, you have sinned. No, but... Hallelujah. Fasting is God's idea. Moses fasted. Moses fasted and he was in the presence of God. He literally didn't eat or drink. How's that for a fast? Talk about God sustaining. Because you cannot eat and drink for 40 days and live. You will die. But God sustained him. What a fast that was. David fasted, remember, in mourning. 
Esther fasted. I preached on that last week. And a whole nation was saved. Esther fasted herself. She did a private fast. Because we have private fasts, which are fasts. We, how many of you have ever done a private fast where the Holy Spirit just said, fast for today, or fast this meal, or fast this time, amen? Fast listening to that station and worship me. That's a fast, amen? Or that $20 in your pocket that you were thinking about doing something, fast that and give it to God, whatever it might be. Fast that football game and spend time with your wife. Make sure you DVR it, Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of the DVR. So when there's a game on that I don't care about, but I do want to watch, and Alicia says, come spend time with me. I'm like, I'll be right there, honey. You can, ha you can have it all. Hallelujah. But Hannah fasted, for, Hannah fasted for a baby. Hannah fasted for a baby. Some here are trying to have babies, and I... Trust me, you don't have to fast. I'll tell you what to do. Just check with me later. We'll pray over you. We'll tell you what to do. Guaranteed. Works every time. Amen? Work for us. Work for you, Pierces. You got six. We got six. Annie Porters, you got six. Did you ever fast? Heck no! I was to run fast. You, <laughs> she was trying to run fast. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Nehemiah fasted, remember? Because he was upset about the wall, and then he built the wall. Saul fasted, and then he became Paul, became the greatest evangelist of all time. And of course, our hero, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, before he started his ministry, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Do you think fasting is God's idea? You think it's a good idea if you might fast once in a while? Jesus didn't say if you fast or if you're thinking about fasting. He said when you fast. Look at the person next to you and say, when you fast, be in a good mood. Don't act like you're fasting. Have joy. I'm glad nobody looked at me or Pastor John. It takes a good week. <laughs> to get going, doesn't it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, there are private fasts and public fasts. I want to talk to you today about a public fast, which was declared by King Jehoshaphat. And this, it's amazing because this whole passage of Scripture is one of my favorites. But I never, like I glossed over it so many times, talked about worship and praise, talked about the praise team going before the army, talked about Jehaziel, talked about God, God's eyes on them, their eyes on God. But I missed, I missed the first thing that Jehoshaphat did. Now, in 2 Chronicles chapter 19, Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, however you say his name, Jehoshaphat, whatever you want to, it sounds like he's fat, Jehoshaphat, he did something against God, and it said that he would reap what he sowed. The prophet said, you'll suffer for what you did. So here in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and you can turn in your Bibles there if you have a Bible or use your phone, you know. In my day, we actually had paper and words, and, you know. Now you go on your phone. I don't know if you're texting or reading your Bible. I don't, are you texting your girlfriend? Are you saying, I can't wait to get out of here and have a cheeseburger? I don't know what you're doing. But if you go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verses 1 and 2, you'll see that it says that there was an army arrayed against Jehoshaphat and God's people of Judah. There was an army that was coming. And, and one of the people came and told him that. 
And this was what happened in verse 3. He feared. Jehoshaphat feared. And he set himself to seek the Lord. And look what he did. He proclaimed a fast. I can tell you, I've read this scripture over and over this passage. And that just rushed by, right by me. He declared a fast. He proclaimed the fast. Not just for him. You see... Leaders are leaders because they do it first. Somebody say amen. amen. I wouldn't ask you to fast if I didn't expect every leader in my church to fast. Amen? Because then we'd be something called a hypocrite. And we don't want to be a hypocrite or a hippopotamus. Amen? So that's why when we declare, you know, we're, we're declaring a fast for everyone. This is a public fast. Amen? And it's God's idea. We do it at the beginning of every year, and God has done amazing and wonderful things. But I got to be honest with you. If I'm Jehoshaphat and there's a million-man army coming to kick my butt, the first thing I'm not going to tell everybody is, let's not eat. Let's take a day off from eating so we can face this force tomorrow. Amen? Somebody say amen. The day before the Super Bowl, they don't say, okay, let's not eat for tomorrow. I mean, that's, that's, but God does things upside down. See, you, whatever you're thinking in your flesh, he does it the other way. And when you fast, you're putting down what your flesh thinks. Because your flesh will take you to places you don't want to go. Like to the place where you can eat all day for $5. Ever go to one of them places? How many of you have ever gone to one of those places and spent two meals there? Be honest, breakfast and lunch. Come on, raise those hands. Oh, Lord Jesus. Robert, you cannot, listen, this man can eat a house and he'd still be thin, okay? I don't want to see your hand up. You know these people, they're so skinny and they just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. Like Daniel Finlay, you eat and eat and eat. He comes over my house and my wife doesn't even ask him if he's hungry. She just puts food in front of him. He's the skinniest guy in the room. I go, what are you doing? He's done with that. Daniel would like some more. Oh, not really. Another whole plate. <laughs> hey, I need that anointing. Hallelujah. But that wouldn't be my idea. I'd be like, how many troops do we got? What kind of weapons we got? No, that's not what Jehoshaphat did. He said, we're not going to eat. Are you overwhelmed right now? Are you in a battle right now? Do what Jehoshaphat did. Stop eating. Amen? He declared a fast. Why? Why? I'm going to give you seven points of why. Because a fast is God's thing. And anything that's God's thing is a benefit to you. Amen? My wife always says, anything that has to do with God has a blessing attached to it. You're so right, honey. I mean, when you met me, there was a blessing attached to it. Because it was God. You preach so good, honey. See, I figure I could preempt her. See, because when I'm preaching, she preaches back at me, so now I'm preaching for her to me. So you can't preach now for me till we go back into the, the cycle, all right? Does everybody understand that? I'm, I'm on an eight-day fast, okay? Give me some grace. But here are the, here's the first point. Fasting goes with praying. Fasting enhances prayer. How many of you are fasting and know that it enhances your prayer? Let everybody else know. 
Fasting and prayer goes together. Remember last week we talked about in Mark 9 where the father brought his son who was going through convulsions, brought him to the disciples said, please cast this demon out of him. They couldn't. Jesus came. Jesus casted it out. They said, Jesus, why couldn't we do it? He said, this one comes out only. Everybody say only. Only, only by prayer and fasting. There's something about fasting and prayer together that is extremely powerful. Amen. They are powerful twins that work together. Hallelujah. Fasting goes along with prayer. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 4. So he declares a fast. They gather together, and what do they do? They ask for help from the Lord. That's prayer. Have you ever asked God for help? To ask him, to seek him. When you fast, I'm telling you, it enhances your prayer. Because your flesh is shutting down for a second. How many of you have a hard time focusing when you pray? My hand's raised because I could raise everything. My hands, my feet, my whole body. Because I have a hard time focusing. You hear the stories, right? When I meet my wife in the sunroom in the morning, and she has a cup of coffee. Well, now it's tea, and we're about ready to pray, and I hear... <laughs> it's done, man. I can't pray. I I'm just, I'm out. Like, and now we got puppies, right? So we're about to pray. And listen, I want to pray first. Because if she prays first, guess what I get to pray for? Close your eyes. Tell me what you see. Nothing. That's what I get to pray for. Because she prays for everything. She prays for it all. I'm like, I hope she forgets this. Ah, there it is. <laughs> so I'm like, so then when it's my turn, I'm like, amen, what she said. <laughs> well, like, but, like, the dogs are coming up to her because they love her because she feeds them and does all that stuff I don't want to do. And so the dogs are there making noise and everything, and I'm trying to pray. But you know what? When you see, because your body, you know, like, how about when you're praying and you're really hungry, right? You know what I mean? Or you have to go do something. Say if you're married, okay, whether you're married or not, but you got to go do something. Like, every time, like, I have a meeting or, like, a few minutes or I got to go do something, I come downstairs, I'm like, I got to go, and I hear, let's pray together. It's like, oh, Because <laughs> I can't say no. I mean, if your wife or spouse asks you to pray, can you say no? I mean, before God? So here's what, sometimes I'll just be like, I'm busy, I got to go. So I get in my car, and I just start to go, and I'm like, oh, God, I can't do this. It's going to be with me all day. I stop the car, and I go out and go, all right, let's pray. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I can't carry that. But when you fast, you, you're telling your flesh, no, you're not in charge. Whatever needs to be done can wait. Fast your time. Fast your appetite. Fast your wants to pray to God. And you don't, a lot of times when we do pray together, I'm like, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the church, pray for the people, pray for my kids, everybody's safe, and I got to go, amen. But when I'm fasting, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. I'm starting to pray, and I want to stop praying. I want to keep praying. This morning, we brought up Brandy, Andy Porter up here, and Pastor Courtney was praying for him, and I swear, you, Pastor Courtney, you could have you prayed all day. That's, it was so powerful. In my spirit, it was just so uplifting. You know, if we could just fast some things and spend some time and praying to God and forgetting about everybody else, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. 
Look up to the Lord. That's where your help comes from. It doesn't come from a hamburger. It doesn't come from a good movie. It comes from the Lord. Amen? So one, it goes along with prayer. It enhances your prayer. Number two, fasting helps you to focus. I talked a little bit about that already. Second Chronicles 20, 12. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that's coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Listen, those are some of the most powerful words ever spoken. Because some of you are going through stuff and you don't even know it. Or some of you are going through stuff and you don't know what to do. How many of you are going through something and you don't know what to do? Be honest. You did a good job. You raised your hand. Nor do we know what to do. Those are some of the most powerful words ever spoken. There are many times in my life, and I'm sure in your life, where you just don't know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. What are you focusing on? Are you focusing on your situation? Are you focusing on the spirits that are coming against you in your life? You're focusing on the spiritual battle? You're focusing on your situation? You're focusing on your finances? You're focusing on where you are compared to your age, where you thought you were going to be? You know, come on, let's face it, a lot of times, you know what's amazing? Time never stops, you know? Every time I turn around, I'm older. It's an amazing thing. It's just I can't stop it. I'm trying to stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. And then you say, but I wish I, would, I wanted to do that. I wish I could have been, listen to me. Don't focus on that. Focus on him because he can get you there in a half a second. Because time is not in our hands. It's in his hands. Our eyes, listen, when you don't know what to do, the best place is not to look at your friend, your neighbor, your Christian friend, your spouse, the worship team, the pastor. The best thing for you to do is put your eyes upon him. Amen. Look to him right now. Whatever it is in your life, look to him for a second. Shut off your flesh for a minute. Look to him. Listen, when you fast, eventually your hunger pangs will disappear and it won't be able to distract you from focusing on the author and finisher of your faith, Jesus Christ. So, it enhances your prayer. It enhances your focus. Number three, it makes you more aware of the Holy Spirit. It makes you more aware of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know why fasting, you're more aware of the Holy Spirit? I told you last week about the story when I couldn't get into the New York Mercantile Exchange. I couldn't break the ceiling in my life. They were holding me back because I was a high school dropout. I had nothing to show for myself. I fasted for three days. On the third day on the trading floor, without having eaten anything, drinking only water on the third day on the trading floor, all of a sudden I felt this power in my life that I never felt before was the Holy Spirit. And a week later, I broke through the ceiling and became a commodities trader with a, as a high school dropout, an ex-drug dealer. Listen, I know firsthand how it works. When you fast, you are more aware of the Holy Spirit. Look at 2 Chronicles chapter 20. I believe it's verse 14. So then, so, so he calls a fast. He says this Awesome prayer. Jehoshaphat says this prayer, kind of like what you said, Pastor Gordy, a beautiful, wonderful, powerful prayer. Jehoshaphat reminded God of everything he promised. Listen, 
If you don't know how to pray, just remind God of everything he promised you, that he loves you, that he wants to heal you, that he wants to bless you, that he's giving you the desires of your heart, and he wants to make your dreams come to pass. That's what my God has told me, and that's what our God has told you. So remind him of that. When you're down, when you're out, remind him that with him, all things are possible. That's how you pray. That's how you pray. You pray in the Holy Spirit, reminding him of everything that he promised you. Just like my kids remind me, you know, when, we were, when they were little, you know, and we said we were going to Disney, we were absolutely out of our minds for saying that with six kids, if you know what I mean. The Pierces moved to Disney because it was much easier to go like an hour away, but because um, they have six kids and they know how I feel. Anyway, you know, and uh, let me tell you something. They reminded me every day until I took them to Disney, and then I found out that I like Disney more than they do. <laughs> That's another story. So, the Spirit of the Lord came. Now, the Holy Spirit is here. But we pray sometimes, right? And we sing for the Holy Spirit to come. But really, when we sing that song about being more aware of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is here, but we're just not aware of it because our flesh is the ruler of who we are in certain times. But as we fast, and I'm going to tell you people, be here the last day of the fast for the worship that day, for the prayer that day, because you're going to see people that are totally engulfed in the Holy Spirit because their flesh has quieted down. My flesh has quieted down. My flesh is usually saying, cheese doodle, cheese doodle, cheese doodle, cheese doodle, cheese doodle. Now it's saying, broccoli, 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 and I'm saying, I don't want to hear you. Shut up. So my flesh is shutting up now. Because if my flesh tells me, almonds, 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 I don't want to hear it. So your flesh quiets down, and then the Spirit of the Lord can come and be a part of your life. And I love this right here. So there they are. They're in front of the temple. They're at church, basically, but the whole, all of Judah, hundreds of thousands of people, he declares a fast. They pray. He prays, like, in power. All this after the fast, the fast was first. Amen? So I heard people go, well, I want to pray about fasting. No, no, no. You fast and pray. Let me, let me try that again. You fast and then you pray. You know, well, look, oh, Lord, I'm thinking about not eating for a week. What do you think about that, Lord? What do you want? <laughs> Guess you might hear some other voices. Amen? That's why Jehoshaphat said, we're going to fast. Amen? Anyway, so the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. Now, every time I hear that name, I think of that movie with Denzel Washington. Remember that movie, Fallen? Yeah. But that was a different Aziel, okay? <laughs> but that word has meaning. And, you know, the first time I went to the Hebrew to see what this word meant, I was literally floored. I had never heard anybody talk about this, I, you know. I've been in church for a long time. I never heard anybody say it. I'm looking there in the Hebrew, and I'm like, I can't believe this, what I'm seeing right here. The verse before, they said, we don't know what to do. Our eyes are on you. You know what God's answer was? The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. You know what that name means? My eyes are on him. My eyes are on you. See, names are really powerful. You see that? Amen? My name is Joseph. It means God will add. He will, God, he will add children. 
He will add people. He will add friends. He will add real estate. <laughs> but whatever it might be, your name is important. And his name, every name in the Bible has a meaning, and it's a very important meaning. And what God was saying, he could have came on any one of thousands of people, but he, the Spirit came on a guy's name that meant, I'm looking at you. So they were looking to him. He was looking at them. And the same way when Jesus would come and say, I saw you, Nathaniel. I saw you, beggar. I saw you, blind man, before you saw me. And I'm here to heal you. God sees you in your situation. And he wants to come to you. And he wants to talk to you. And he wants to work with you. And he wants to give you victory. And when you fast, you'll be more aware of that fact. Amen? Amen. So, fasting makes you more aware of the Holy Spirit. And as we fast, the Holy Spirit will come in more power. It's not that he's not here, but his power will be expanded because there'll be less flesh in the room. See, people come to church and they're thinking about this and they're thinking about that and, and that person upset them and they're doing a song I don't like today and Pastor Joe isn't wearing a tie or whatever it might be. And that's the enemy's focus. He's getting your focus off. and It hinders the Holy Spirit. There, listen, this is why I despise offense so much in the church. You know why? It quenches the Spirit of God. That's all that matters about it. That's all that matters about it. It hinders and quenches the Spirit of God. So lay down all malice and all offense right now. Let, let's all do it right now. Let's all forgive Everybody, if you're mad at me, forgive me right now. If you're thinking I'm going to keep you here too long, forgive me right now. I'm not. If you're mad at somebody in your life, if you're mad at yourself, release it right now. Fast offense. Fast regret. Come on now. We want to loose the bonds of wickedness. Set the oppressed free. Break every yoke. That's what we're going to do. Or why would we fast? Why would we do it? Why? You think I'm eating hummus just to look good? You look good. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I talked last week about the when you fast, Jesus said, look good. Don't act like... I'm fasting. So listen, I heard of this like meatless food, you know, this meatless food, you know, like they got meatless food. Did you ever hear of that? I, on my phone, at CNBC business thing, it said, techies in Silicon Valley inventing meatless burger. I was like, where, where? <laughs> so this year, you know, I'm prepared for the fast. I went to Wegmans, baby. How many of you go to Wegmans? That's a great store, man. It's the same price as ShopRite. Really? Dang. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. The one in Woodbridge, yes. The one in Woodbridge is cheaper. Oh, stop it. Dang. I've been preaching all this stuff, and you're all excited because I compare Wegmans to ShopRite. That's what got you going? <laughs> You're all thinking about food. I told you to crucify the flesh. 
I saw the Wegmans can of beans. It was only 69 cents. <laughs> and they have this whole like meatless section, right? You know what? I got there, it was empty. I said, there's people doing the Daniel Fasted Woodbridge. I was there looking like this. I go, where's the meatless sausage? Guy's like, what's the matter with you? I'm like, oh, oh yeah, okay, I'm fasting. That's right. Everything's fine. Do you have any meatless turkey? <laughs> but praise God, it's not about that. That's not what our focus is. Amen? Number four, fasting opens your spiritual ears. How many of you know that? Fasting opens your spiritual ears. You can hear a little more clear. Oh, my Lord, trust me. We're only eight days in. I was having dreams after three days. Pastor John called me and said, I had a dream last night that me and you were fighting. And I still don't know who won. Oh, you won. But we were, we were fighting for the blessing. But I, how many of you are fasting and you've had an increase in dreams? I am having so many dreams. Because I, I, I rarely ever dream. The only time I wake up is like when my bed is up really high. Do you ever see that commercial where they have that bed, you know, that if your spouse is snoring and you sleep, sleep number? Oh, I wonder how you know. And, and like your spouse is like, just go... You know, a minor little snore, whatever, and then they push the button, whoop, and they come up like that. Well, for some reason, we got that bed. <laughs> Somebody said we need that bed. So supposedly, when you lift the person up, it helps them with their snoring. You know, and they, my family tells me I'm, I snore, but I will not believe it till I see the videotape with good audio. No, you know, because they come up and they show me this thing on the iPhone, and I just see a man like this. No, no, I didn't hear any audio, so I don't believe it. But you know, in the fast, it's like everything is enhanced when you sleep, more dreams. So last night, do you know like when you're sleeping and you think you're dreaming, but you're not, or when you are dreaming and you think you're not? Are you confused? So last night, I, I don't know, something happened. I got up, I went into the other room, and when I came back, I went back into my bed, and I was like, to put my head down, and my head just went. She had it all the way up the top. My head was literally touching the ceiling in my bedroom. <laughs> she just sits there. When I'm sleeping, it goes like this. Up and down, up and down. And then she's like, up, I'll leave him there. <laughs> But it enhances you because your flesh is quieting down and you're spending more time with God. You're spending more time in the word. You're spending more time in prayer. It enhances your Christian life. Why? Because it was God's idea. And ultimately, when you fast, you're acknowledging that the battle is God's. It's not yours. Amen? Second Chronicles 20, verse 15 See, he said, listen, all of you and all you inhabitants, listen. See, when we fast, we can listen again. Many of us have shut down God's voice in our life because maybe we don't like what he's saying. Maybe we don't want to do what he says to do. 
when he says to, to give or when he says to pray or when he says to say chase till we're married, whatever he says, maybe we just don't want to hear it. Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. And he said, thus says the Lord. Man, when you hear God's word clear, it changes your life. And here's what he said. Don't be afraid and don't be dismayed. The battle is not yours, but it's God's. Listen, if we would only take what we're dealing with to God with fasting and prayer and focus, this is what we hear. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. You don't have to win this battle. I'm going to win it for you. You don't have to win this battle. I'm going to win it for you. Fasting opens up all kinds of things. I'm going to share something with you. I didn't share it with the first service. I'm going to share it with this service. Already on the fast, listen, we've been doing this fast for years, and every year something amazing happens in my life. Sorry. Don't be mad at me. It just, yeah. I know, because when something amazing happens in my life, something more amazing happens in your life. Because what's mine is yours, and what's yours is yours. You have the double, triple, quadruple, doubled over blessing. Anyway, somebody calls up the church. And I'm not at the church. I'm working on one of my houses, right? And uh, Joey answers the phone, and the, the guy says to Joey, uh, I heard your church is for sale. So Joey says, what? Uh, let me take your number, blah, blah, blah. He texts me. He said, Dad, somebody called up. He goes, is the church for sale? I'm like, not that I know of. <laughs> Did somebody put up the church for sale? Is there a sign outside? <laughs> but you know me, right? I don't pass up any phone call or any contact or anything. I'm like, give me that number. So I call that number, and the guy's on the other side. I go, hello? He goes, hello. And he sort of spoke in broken English, and he goes, you heard our, I said, you heard our church for sale? He goes, yeah, I heard your church is for sale. I said, who told you? He goes, I heard your church is for sale. So obviously, this was just his way of trying to get something going, right? I think. I mean, I don't know. Did one of you tell somebody that our church is for sale? <laughs> Did somebody here say that this church is for sale? Because your sin will find you out. I'm fasting right now, and you will be pointed out to me. Realtors, I'm checking your credentials first. Where's Lorna? I'm checking with all the realtors. So, I, so he said, I heard your church for sale. I go, yeah, it's for sale. Give me $3 million. Just to, because that's how I roll, Okay. If you said, I heard your house is for sale, I'd say, yeah, it's for sale. Give me $2 million. Like, I just want to, listen, you always check every opportunity in life because you don't know if it's God. And when you're fasting, God's going to do some weird stuff. You better embrace it. You better follow through because he's going to open a door. You better run through it, and he's going to close the door. And like I said before, some of the most important things in your life that you do are things that you don't do. So I was like, yeah, give me $3 million. He was like, when can I see it? I was like, ooh. <laughs> I said, I don't know, next week. He said, how about now? I'm like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to go through with this. It was an, a, a Coptic Christian. 
uh, he had a big long beard. He had a realtor there, and he had his sidekick there. And he had a big gold cross. Mrs. Susan was like, can I see your cross? Woo! <laughs> and, and when she, she touched this cross, I was like, no, don't touch this cross! I was scared that they were going to do something to you. Like, when you touch this cross, she went and touched this cross. I was like, I don't know if you're supposed to touch that cross. I said, she touched that cross. Can I touch that cross? Anyway, so he... <laughs> So he comes in, and the next thing you know, he, him and the realtor, they go to me, which way faces east? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Pastor Kevin's walking through the sanctuary. He hears it. He gets out his iPhone. He's got a compass there, right? He's like, that's east, right over there. I go, that's east, right over there. <laughs> they looked at the whole church. I'm telling you, it happened for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. They go home. The guy sends me a bid within 10 minutes to buy the church. Now, I, I think I made a mistake by telling you guys this story. <laughs> the church is not for sale <laughs> unless we can find something bigger. Yeah. So your mission, should you decide to accept it, is to find me a piece of land that we can build a new church on. Joe Varga, are you listening to me? And we'll sell this church out. <laughs> we got all the people here we need. <laughs> but, uh, wow. I'm like, wow, this fast thing really works. <laughs> Listen, just stand still. The battle is not yours. And then it goes on to say, position yourself, stand still. Listen, the hardest thing for us sometimes to do, I know for me, is to stand still. See the salvation of the Lord who is with you. Listen, you're not going to fight this battle alone. The Lord is with you. As you fast and as you pray and as you focus and as you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And number five, as you praise. Because fasting enhances your praise. Amen? You already felt it a little bit this week, right? The little can opener is coming off, people. Then the next thing, it's going to blow the top off, and then it's going to blow the roof off, and then we're going to have to sell the church. Um, but on the last day of this fast, and, and, and if, as the fast goes on, you're going to see the worship just... I remember last year, the last day of the fast. I don't know if everybody was worshiping because they were about to get a cheeseburger, or if they were just... <laughs> <laughs> like, hallelujah, hallelujah, hurry up and get this over. No, <laughs> I don't know if it was that, but no, it was, you know, you get to a point where you're just broken. You're just broken, and it's just you and the Holy Spirit and God, and it says in the word that he inhabits our praise. So in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 18, here's what it says. It says that Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. After he heard that powerful word, he bowed his head with his face to the ground because all good praise starts with humility. <laughs> Worship team, Pastor Kevin, can I get an amen for that? Sure. If there's no humility, there's no praise. Amen. You know, that's why you should be here five minutes at least before the worship. I'm here. I'll be looking for you. I'm here, and I'm like, God, I humble myself before you. You are the great and almighty God. When this worship praise starts, you have all my heart. I want to give you glory and honor today because I know in this praise is my deliverance. And when you fast, it enhances your praise. 
So they, he bowed his head, he humbled himself, and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord. They all bowed. On January 28th, we should all get here a little early and bow our heads before we worship. 29th, sorry. Shoot. <laughs> we all bow our head before the Lord, worship the Lord. Then the Levites, the children of the Kohathites, and the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord. God of Israel, with voices loud and high. See, when you fast, and you pray, and you focus, and you hear, when you praise, you'll do it with a loud voice. You won't, you won't be like, it is well <laughs> with her soul. <laughs> you'll be like, man, I love that song. I, I just... It's so powerful. Why? It's like a fast. The Lord just showed me that. It's like a fast. Because what that person, when wrote that song, is saying, no matter what else is going on, it's well with my soul. Amen. Right. If I, ha I haven't eaten and I'm swimming in tears, but it's well with my soul. I can't pay my bills, but it's well with my soul. My marriage is a wreck, but it's well with my soul. When you can praise through stuff, when you fast and you pray and you focus and you hear, when you praise, it'll be like no praise you've ever lifted up in your life before because your flesh will be out of the way. You won't care about the, what the person thinks next to you. Amen? Amen? I remember when I used to go to church, even churches that I spoke at, I liked to go in the back rows because I wanted to humble myself. He would be last, be first. And plus, when I worshipped, I was a little crazy, so I didn't want people to see. But now I'm glad I'm sitting in the front because I don't care what people think or what people see because I'm not praising for them. I'm praising him. They stood up to praise the Lord with voices loud and high. And as I'm talking right now, I want my worship team to go up there. So number six, 2 Chronicles 2 says this. The number six thing that fasting enhances. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name. Put up the next scripture, Eric. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. Tekoa is a great word. I, I, I wish I could get into it today, but it's one of the blasts of the shofar. So it's about praise. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you have his Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you will prosper. And he consulted with the people. Now listen, the number six thing that fasting enhances is wisdom in decision-making. Remember in the New Testament, before they named a new ministry and new people in leadership, they fasted, it said. I don't know the exact scriptures, but I know it took place. So then it says, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army. Everybody say before. Before, before the army. Oh, God, God. This, this, do you realize this makes absolutely no sense? Don't be distracted by those people up there. Listen to me. Fast the worship team for a moment. So they fasted, they prayed, they focused, they listened, they praised, 
And now they're going to go worship. And he appointed those who he wanted to lead the worship. That was wisdom and direction. And who should praise the beauty of his holiness. I... Okay, so we're going to fight this war. First thing, we'll fight this war. First thing is we're not eating. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Then we're going to pray. And then we're going to wait. We're not going to go sharpen our spears. We're going to wait on the Lord. And then we hear a word from the Lord. And then we start to praise the Lord. And now it's early in the morning and it's time to fight the battle. And this dude leading us that's been fasting and praying and doing all these things that he asked all of us to do. Now he's got an even better idea. Instead of sending out the strong infantry, the warriors, he's going to send out the praise team first. And by the way, they're not going to play a victory march. They're not going to play oh, when the saints come marching in. It's not the Ohio State victory band. It's not the Michigan fight song. They're going to go out and praise the beauty. Oh, the beauty of his holiness as they go out before the army. Me, I don't think I would have done it that way. But when you fast and pray, you hear from God and you do what he says. See, fasting brought him to a place. Everything brought Jehoshaphat to a place where the answer was not that we were going to fight in the flesh because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. It's fasting. It's prayer. It's hearing God. It's focusing on him. It's hearing his word and acting on it and believing him and we will prosper. It's worshiping him and praising him and saying it is well no matter what's going on in our life. And finally, number seven, because everything God needs a seven for completion is fasting will ultimately lead us to victory. Put the next scripture up, Eric. It says when they began, I can't even touch. It wasn't after the second soul. <laughs> it wasn't even after the third soul. It wasn't after the fourth soul. It was when they began to sing. Are, are, are we waiting something? Uh, listen to me. That's a good message for you to be here at 1115 when the first song is playing. Because the victory starts right away. See, I would never miss it. And listen, I am not putting it on you to be here on time. <laughs> but if you're not, you're missing out. You're missing out. I don't intend on missing out what's God's. I can miss out on a hamburger. I can miss out on a salad or two. But I am not missing out on the first note of praise. I'm not missing it. You guys know it because you see me there every week and you see me talking to you. And I talk to them and I make them laugh And because I'm, I'm right here. I'm ready to go. Because you know what? When I begin to sing, my God sets ambushes over my enemies and he gives me, he blesses me, he prospers me. Hey! 
Hey, don't get mad at me for doing God's thing. Don't get mad at me. Follow me as I follow Christ. I'm just telling you, why miss out? Why miss out on all that he has? Why miss out on God's best? I made a decision a long time ago. If I'm giving up my Sundays for this God that I haven't seen yet, but I've heard about, he's getting all of it. Because I want all of it. I don't want a piece of it. I don't want a crumb. I want it all. Do you? Then be on time for worship every week. Listen, and please, fasting is for us. We get to do it. Worship is for us. We get to do it. If you don't, it doesn't mean you're bad and you're going to hell. It just means that you're missing out on the time that we begin to sing. Because it says when they began to sing, the Lord set ambushes against those people who had come against Judah, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Searites, and the rest of the ites. But we're God's favorites. But listen to me. I want to share something before we close this right now. They're surrounded by all these armies. All these people that have been gnawing at them for years. They've been battling them for years. And I'm going to tell you something. If you don't deal with stuff, it's going to come back to get you. If you don't deal with this, this, and this, eventually it's going to be this. Somebody say amen, because you know what I'm talking about. And this is where he found himself, because he didn't deal with all the little things, and now he's got a whole world against him. But even then, God's grace is enough. So what I'm saying to you is, whether there's little things that you need to deal with in your life, or whether there's one big thing, it doesn't matter. It can be dealt with right here and right now. Because if you begin to sing, and you begin to praise, he will... I love it. It says that they came to the top of the hill. They looked, and the enemy had already defeated itself. You know why? Because when we praise and worship, he, it hurts his ears. Because he used to lead the praise and worship in heaven. And there's nothing that bothers him more than when people are leading praise and worship. It makes him mad. So you want to make the devil mad? Praise! like never before. Worship like a nut. Yeah, yeah, like a nut. Yeah, yeah, like you're crazy. Because what's crazy to the world is beautiful to him. I'm just going to tell you that right now. They came over, they saw the enemy defeated, and you know what happens, it says? They went down there, and what the enemy left, the spoil, it took them, the spoil doesn't mean it's spoiled, it means it was riches. I hate that word, spoil. Let's just call it what it was. A lot of money. A lot of riches. They went over. The enemy was defeated. It says it took them three days to gather it all up. That's like when my wife goes shopping. It takes me three days to gather. I go in the garage, and I'm like, dang, that's going to take me three days to gather all that stuff. Woo! Don't you amen that, girl. I'm just kidding. What <laughs> do you see? When they began to sing, you can start today, but you can just give your heart to the Lord today and begin a whole new life. So let's bow our heads together right now. Every week we see people coming to the Lord here at Grace Church. It's an amazing thing. We 
we are going to have to blow the doors out. And I'm, I'm fasting for that, for a bigger sanctuary and more people coming to know Jesus. Hallelujah. We do it in the spirit the same way we fast and we praise and we pray. That's how we're saved. I want to ask you a question right now. If you die tonight, no one here is dying tonight. But if you did, are you 100% sure that you would spend eternity in heaven? That's your question. If the answer is no, that means you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life. But you could do it today. Like I did 27 years ago when I was going to take my own life. You could do it right now. You can begin that life right now. We do it by saying a prayer because our words are spirit in their life. So if you would say this prayer, everybody bow their head, close their eyes for a moment. Just out of respect for those near and around you. And say this prayer with me. Say, Father, I know that Jesus is your son. I know he died on the cross for my sin. His blood covers my sin. I've made mistakes, but he died for them. Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Lord, the same way you raised Jesus from the dead, raise me to a new life today. Amen. Everybody keep your eyes closed, your head bowed, just for a moment. If you said that prayer for the first time, you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, raise your hand right now. Raise your hand wherever you are to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Anyone? Is there anyone else? Okay. Those of you that raise your hand, could you just stand up where you are so I can pray for you? 